Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lee, welcome to the Jesus Christ Show. Hello, we do have a closure in the coast to make. Um, I've got a question for you. Uh, uh, specific revelation versus general revelation. You've spoken about it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, does, does that still really happen today? Sure. Sure. Um, they they coexist um, continually. You, in, in the lives of different people, they see them differently, but. Uh, uh, for instance, it's like saying, um, does creation still exist with Scripture? Yes. You have Scripture, which is uh, special revelation, the specific, it's written, the written Word of God. And then general revelation, you can look at creation and see that God created. It's, it's almost the difference between your driver's license and your car. Um, the driver's license says who you are and you're there and you can stand there and it's, it's special. It's designed for that. But if someone saw your car off the side of the road without you in it, they could, they would say that car most likely has a driver because, um, it's in good shape. The tags are current. Uh, it looks like someone's been eating fast food in there. So it looks like someone's using it. So, uh, the combination of those two, uh, is the marriage that, uh, Romans 1 is talking about, Romans 1 speaking specifically to those that say that they, well, I don't know, I didn't meet this God, or I didn't read Scripture, or I didn't do this. Um, it's stating that you, you you can't separate yourself from it. That uh, in, in verse 20 it says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse, meaning that even without Scripture, that you can see God in creation, his creation, and therefore know him, and there's no excuse. So it's not about ignorance. Well, I, I, I didn't read Scripture, so I didn't know that. That's the difference between the two. Okay. Then, then maybe I'm even needing to go further. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about people that uh, maybe uh, in their younger life, you know, say they came to the Lord, They've fallen away, but they still, quote, believe in the higher power. Um, well, that's rejection. That, that If they're rejecting me, if they're rejecting the person of Christ, 
and rejecting all that goes with it, the accountability to Scripture and to God, not just a doorknob. Um, the higher power concept became very popular with a 12-step program, and it's, a, it's an important part of it. But if you trace its roots back, it comes, it comes from Christianity, a frustration with Christianity uh, by the founders, but also an understanding of the importance of Christianity by the founders. So uh, this higher power concept is an ambiguous, um, you know, it, it has no power or author, true authority um, outside of that simple process because it, it's like saying, you know, as a eight-year-old kid yelling mom in a grocery store, every single woman's going to turn around that's a mother, but only one is your mother. So just giving a generic name to God, the concept of God or a higher power doesn't have any value unless it's attached actually to something or someone in this case. So uh, there are people that were younger that had, you know, uh, had come to conclusions, whether it's Christianity or otherwise. Scripture talks about that there is a difference, Lee, about there's a time, there's an age where uh, kids kind of know right from wrong and understand the balance of things. And at that point, they're of the age to be able to make uh, the decision for Christ, either to follow or not to follow, accept or reject. And that's an important time. Prior to that time, it's in God's hands, uh, so trust him with it. But when that free will is understood and matured in a child um, at different ages, it could be 8, could be 10, uh, you know, could be 12, it's depending on the individual, then they're making, uh, they're coming to a conclusion and they're making uh, a, a voice or a change for God. That's uh, respected. But if they choose against that later, that's respected as well. You know, God will say, okay, if you want to reject me, go ahead and reject me. You have free will. And the chances are they weren't even attached to God in the first place. They were in name only. Okay, okay, not attached to God, but um, but then again, there, then there's you, there's, there's Jesus Christ. Yes, um, that is God. I know, uh, yes, absolutely. Um, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to make right is, is there a, own mind about, um, is there a Christian. Okay, is there a specific, if you're a Christian, is this about you, Lee, or? No, it's not about me, okay. but it's, it's about some of, uh, my kids' friends, mm. and, and, and even my wife. Mm. So you um, feel that maybe they've fallen away, or they've rejected God, or I, I, I know definitely that some of them have fallen away. Um, uh, it's, it's just that uh, that's not sitting right with me, and I'm trying to, you know, make it make it right that um, in my mind that somehow there'll be salvation. Well, just because somebody has fallen away, now this is a big debate within the church, uh, and that's the Protestants, Catholics, and, and the like, that there is uh, division as to what fallen away or backsliding or any of those things truly mean. Um, people will re- reject God in one breadth or in one way and still be followers of God. And this is a little strange, but if you read in Scripture, after my... Uh, arrest, uh, and uh, even to the point of uh, crucifixion, um, that those that were the closest to me, the disciples, were running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Mm -hmm. Some of them rejecting me. But that doesn't mean that they rejected me totally. 
It means circumstances were such that they they responded in a very human way rather than being in their spiritual self and reacted as such with, you know, denials and the like. So and that didn't mean that they weren't Christians. It meant that they that they had a lapse in their judgment, both spiritually and emotionally and physically. So um, people will do that. Young people will, too. Sometimes they'll get very gung ho. And a lot of people that that uh, become born again. And this is not to say just Protestants, but the true uh, definition, which is a theological happening, not just a denominational happening. And that means when somebody gives their life to God, that that born again experience, sometimes they become zealots. They become very excited and they're super focused and everything's about God and they want to tell everybody about God and all of these things. And then all of a sudden uh, it gets a little quieter and then maybe they're struggling with certain things and people go, oh, well, they're backslidden or they're in a state of rejection or whatever. And maybe they will even be in a state of rejection. But that doesn't uh, – rejecting God is something that, that can only be sealed at the point of death. So as long as somebody's drawing breath on this planet, um, they can l- learn or uh, repent or put away the things uh, you know that are not good for them and seek God. So if somebody's wavering, um, you know you can't just sit there and day by day saying, "Oh, now they love God, now they don't. Now they love God, now they don't," because you go through that with all your relationships. Times where you're focused on it and. And you feel a part of it, and there's times where you go, I don't even know this person, or I'm frustrated, or I don't want to be here, or whatever it is. That's a very human thing to do. Um, The best thing for you, Lee, is to continue to be an example, to not worry about them, because honestly, I love them more than you do in ways that you couldn't even fathom. So if I'm not going to force anything on them, then you shouldn't. You should just be who you are, be an example, allow them to see that, continue to love them through whatever, and to trust that uh, the plan will unfold and they'll see and understand their purpose and uh, and learn to love properly or have that relationship that you have um, in due time. But you, you can't force it any more than you would have wanted somebody to force it on you, right? Right. So, so then basically for me is to continue to be the example and then lift them up in prayer. Yes, because as far as the beginning of this conversation about Romans 1 and general versus, uh, or, or special versus general revelation, your family is no longer, uh, no longer attached to just general revelation because they know. They know Scripture exists. They know uh, that faith exists through what you experience and things like that. So they can't kind of, it, it's not about general revelation to them anymore. It's about, it's about really being accountable for what they already know in special revelation, which is God's word. Andrew, welcome to the Jesus Christ Show. What's up, Jesus? How you doing? I am good. Hey, uh, here's my question. I yes. uh, married for about five years. My wife, uh, great woman, uh, in every way, uh, is a non-believer. She um, she believes that they're. There is some kind of uh, spirit out there, um, but uh, she doesn't necessarily believe in uh, in God and is not a Christian. Uh, a few years ago, I found out, um, you know, she uh, relayed to me that uh, she was abused by her grandfather oh, boy. Um, some time ago uh, when she was a child, and uh, the grandfather was a, uh, a 
at mm. a Christian church. Um, and, uh, and ever since we've been married, I have tried and tried to kind of lead by example. Um, she is immediately turned off by overzealous Christians that, uh, sure. approach her and force, uh, you know, religion on her. And obviously I think a lot of that has to do with the, uh, the scars that she has from her childhood. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm at a loss. I, I try to talk to her at times and say, you know, um, you know, the, the, the Christians that you come in contact with that you're turned off by, these are, you know, just the ones that are outspoken, the ones that are really trying to press, you know, the religion on you. I said, not everybody's like that, you know. Uh, no, but it sure seems that way sometimes, though, doesn't it, does. it, Andrew? It sure does. And I just I just don't know uh, where to go with it right now. I uh, She won't go to church with me. Um, she immediately tunes out when anybody starts talking about it. Okay. Um, and we're having a kid uh, in the next couple months here. Oh, boy. And, uh and that's the uh, that's the topic of conversation. She says, you know, do you think that you're going to be, uh, you know, talking to our kid about uh, uh, Christianity? And I said, absolutely. You know, um, oh, you know boy. you're welcome to, you know, share your, you know, your thoughts and feelings. But see, that's on... that's very confusing to a child. Absolutely. I mean, this is the this is when people call up and ask about, you know, the unequally yoked question and marrying somebody that is uh, not of the same faith uh, or not a believer at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different layer, layers of problems, but the the adding of a child is when it becomes a huge problem because yeah. this they become this ping pong ball, spiritual ping pong ball between mommy and daddy, and it's really not fair to them. Um, yeah. uh, it's a little late in the game, but you guys need to sit down and make a game plan as to how you're going to go about this. Um, you continue to lead by example and be the best person you can, the best husband you can to her and and trust God for the rest. Try and protect her from any of the uh the garbage out there and the you know, it seems sometimes that Christianity and you know, Amway salespeople from uh, the eighties have too much in common. And there's this, you know, kind of attitude uh uh, of pressing and trying to get people to 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 buy into this, and that's not what it's about. God doesn't need to be sold to anyone, at all. And yeah, but my biggest fear is that uh, you know one day you know I uh, hopefully uh, go off uh, to heaven, and uh, that I I won't have my wife there with me. You know. Well, that, so, that's a concern. You know what, though, I I, I want you to hold on, Andrew, because I want to talk to you some more, and I have some some thoughts that I think are going to be important to you, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we're coming up against a break, so just stick around. We were talking with uh, with Andrew. Uh, his wife is not a believer, and they're going to be having a child. Um, you're in that state, Andrew, of going, well, how do I lead by example? And also the what-if stage where you're going, well, what if, you know, when all is said and done and you go to heaven, and where does that leave you? You know, I got a, I have a lot of faith in in Jesus and you uh, and in uh, in God, and I uh, I truly believe that uh, I was put in this position to uh, not just influence, but like I said, by leading by example, so that she can see the flip side of the uh, overzealous Christian, somebody that you know can, uh, like I said, lead by example, and I'm just hoping that over time. Uh, and this is what I have faith in, that over time she will see that and will come around. But uh, I, I, I'm i just trying to look for any advice that you have on uh, on things that I can do 
here and now. I just uh, being a, I think being a man and always trying to, you know, put forth my uh, uh, my best effort right away and all the time. I, I'm just looking to try and do something positive. Understood, and you should. Um, when it comes to heaven, trust me. Know this: that the concerns of this world are not going to be the concerns of heaven. And it says there are no no tears in heaven, so there won't be any regrets or any sadness. So. Having said that, you don't know what the outcome is, but you can't live your life for you and your wife, meaning that you are 50% of this relationship. That's the way relationships are built. It should be 50-50. And it doesn't mean that, you know, everything's always equal. It means that you are doing your part to be a good husband, and she's doing her part to be a good wife. And that's your guys' job. So... Currently, as a Christian in this relationship, um, your goal would be to continue to make decisions uh, as a Christian would, working with your wife in the meantime, and to be that example, and trust that, that, that she's smart and will see these things and will come to conclusions on her own, just as you did and everybody else does. Um, but I want you to see things from her perspective that if you were harmed by somebody who claimed to be a Christian, that in itself would, although not logical, but emotionally reasonable, um, to reject that belief system, um, you could say, okay, I see where she gets that from. Absolutely. But, But add to that, Andrew, add to that the great violation of the family unit because it happened by a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, and add to that that it's a father figure. Now, not t- for pop psychology, but just for reasonability. That now that term father becomes something different. Even if it's grandfather, it becomes something different. And to try and apply or to understand the beauty of the Father, as in God, becomes even more difficult. And I, and I see this a lot where people are, are in situations and, you know, they're children. And that becomes very, you're, you know, when you're young, everything, you're a sponge. Everything becomes part of your fund of experience and who you are. And so she's going to wrestle with those demons and that frustration. Um, her rejection and her her kind of animosity shows me that it's something very, um, very deep. In Scripture, when somebody that would say that their scales had grown over their eyes or their heart was hard. It's flat-out anger. Yes, I mean, absolutely. Somebody that's preaching from the pulpit, not just another Christian, but somebody that's, you know, a pastor at a church— to do those types of things, it just, I mean, she's constantly saying, how hypocritical is that? This guy would stand up there on Sundays and, you know, talk about God and, you know, being righteous, and then uh, when I was staying the night at the house, would do these things to me. It's just, you know, I, I can understand her, her anger, and I just, uh, that's why I don't want to push it. I don't want to, like, force it. I just want to be there for her and, and kind of let, let nature take its course, but I just... Yeah, like I said, I just uh, I'm trying to look for anything that maybe I can nudge in the right direction. But there's no nudging; it's just loving. You just continue to be who you are to make the decisions. Yeah. My concern is this child. 
you guys have to come up with a plan because otherwise you're going to be pulling this child in two different directions. And it's really a, a, a bad move. It's a difficult one to navigate through, and I hope you're taking it seriously. Um, but imagine, uh, for the sake of your wife, imagine if, you know, I walk down the street. Now, I wouldn't do this, mind you, but I walk down the street punching people in the nose saying, um, yeah, Andrew sent me. And just hitting anybody I can, punching them right dead in the nose, Andrew sent me. Right. And you walk into this uh, this restaurant and you go, hi, I'd like to get a table. And they go, sure. What name can I put that under? And you go, Andrew. And the whole place gets quiet. Because that's that's how they equate Andrew now. It's this punch in the nose. Right. Now, I lighten that because the the truth of the matter is that it's much more vulgar and much more ugly than that, what your wife experienced. But there are people throughout the centuries that have done things in my name. Or have claimed to be followers of mine and had done ugly things in their own right. And it gets attributed to me. And it's hard to separate that. It's like two pieces of paper being glued together. No matter how careful you are, there's always going to be something torn from one side to the other and vice versa. It just is part of her, her life experience. And the best thing for you to do is to understand that and to protect her to the best way you can from the type of Christians that would scare her. But, and some people may not understand what I'm saying here, and I want you to know that it's not that Christians are bad or you're protecting her from Christianity. You're not. But just as Pharaoh's heart was continually hardened by by my mere interaction with him um, because he rejected it so much, that you don't want to put her in a position where she continues to get hardened because people are trying to shove God down her throat. I gave her free will. I gave her the right to choose. I don't want anybody taking that away. And it's it's a delicate situation. Um, but she's not an idiot. Think of, think of what she's doing versus what she's saying. Because remember, it's not what people say, and it's not how they act. It's how they react. Okay, that's the truth. People say, I think you should be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, wherever you want. Well, do whatever you want, whenever you want to their stuff, and they'll feel different. You know, people say, you know, the, the, the thief, people think, feels it's okay that to steal. But the thief doesn't. Try stealing from him. He'll have a problem with it. So it's not what she says, and it's not how she acts, how she reacts. Think about how she reacted. She married a Christian man. Right. Does she really run away from it? No. She's angered by certain attributes of it. Sure. But, there, but there is a security in knowing she loves you for who you are. She does. She does. She doesn't separate those things. You may not always agree with them. And think about why you married her. That means something too. You know. You know, we we both uh, and we're both believers, and this is this is something that uh, that I I, I pretty, stand pretty firm on. Um, I believe that our child is one thing that we have agreed on should be, you know, exposed to all the information out there, and I don't want to force religion on this child either i'd like to expose her to the religion so that Mm -hmm. she is informed however it's my true belief that that individual needs to make that as an adult or as a mature you know thinking human being because it's only at that point is to me is it true faith absolutely you're you're 
familiar with the whole thing. So we're, we are in agreement in that sense. And I and and so when you were saying your real concerns with the kid, I understand that. And you know what I said there is, you know, I I think we should present these, you know, uh, you know all the all the different um, you know options for them. And then when they become old enough and can make that decision, they can do that. I just don't want to force on something that they truly only believe because the parent believes it. Absolutely, you're not there to indoctrinate. Um, exactly. But when a child's small, they experience things differently. So okay. that you want to, if anything, they'll realize that mommy and there's there's a, a fission or a fissure through the household that mommy right. and daddy are separate somewhere. Uh-huh. That's that's the first concern. Uh, secondly, because the the child's going to grow and to to make a decision. Uh, people get caught up in oh they, you know they're never going to come to the knowledge of God as if. You know, I and the Father and the Holy Spirit are, are sitting somewhere, you know, playing pinball and going, oh, there's people that, that still need to know about God. Okay, well, I'll get to that later. No, it's man puts themselves far too, far too high on the hierarchy of how people come to the knowledge of God. Um, it's not necessarily going to be through you or through your wife or any of those things. But okay. you you want to give the best the best input possible, and a child isn't always— equipped to use logic and sift through everything that's being uh, that's coming their way so sure. just you you want to do it in love and in balance um and i i think it's a shame um partly because you know for you to have that experience with your child and to be in church and to have mom so disgusted with it uh is is confusing it's and and, you know, and, and it's probably very um, frustrating to a child. And, and, and I trust you to navigate this along with your wife, but um, it's, it's going to be an interesting road. Yeah. But you know, she's not she's not disgusted with me believing it. This, this is the, the kind of strange thing about it is she's happy for me that I believe. And, she, and this is the, just one of the great you know, characteristics of her. She's happy for me that I'm happy that I can have this faith and that I truly believe it. She says it's just not for me, and and I Fair know enough. what the reasons are. So when when I talk about you know I I want to you know uh, expose our child to this and that, okay, that's fine. I would also and she responds, I would also like to expose our child to what I think, and it's it's a logical you know very you know uh, normal conversation that we're having. Um, so it's not like uh, she's going to be, you know, behind my back telling the kid, you know, that's ridiculous what your dad no. believes. It's not, it's not like that at all. And your wife's no dummy. Just from the descriptions that you give me, that's not a dumb person, mm-hmm. you know. And even the kind of wishy-washy, uh, there's something spiritual out there, she is yearning. But she's she's yeah. sifting by, from what you tell me, she's sifting through pain. And you have to al- allow her that. And... I can't say this strong enough, Andrew. Check yourself always when you interact with her, and you treat her fairly, and you treat her in love, and you check your emotions um, so that she knows that you. When you go back every, in every instance and check and see if you're doing the godly thing, be right. Try not to be that hypocrite. Try not to be that person that's going to let her down. And really, it's going to help you grow, and it's going to help the family grow. And give her that good example. Don't just say there's better believers out there, there's better Christians out there. Be the better Christian and allow her to see it. Layla, welcome to the Jesus Christ Show. Hi, Jesus. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. What's going on? Um, Well, I guess a lot's going on. Um, 
I don't know where to start. I'll just start with this. Um, my husband committed suicide three years ago mm. uh, tomorrow. That's and um, I um, started going to work right away, and it really helped me. And while I was working, I went on this atheist site um, just to hear their arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to know the other side of things. And, sure. Um, I don't agree with them at all. But um, they said one thing that really stuck in my head, and I can't get it out. Okay. And it said, tell all the starving kids out there that God's going to hear your prayer. Now, every time I, I wake up in the middle of the night and I try to pray, that goes through my head and it stops my prayer. Of course. That's of the devil. You don't see that as a game to pull on your heartstrings. You okay. know? And that's like saying that they're, they're sitting here spending time building a, an atheistic website instead of helping mm-hmm. the, the starving children. That's not hypocrisy? That's true. Of that's course true. it's true, but they don't say that. What they do is to try and get you to not go off your track. But all they're doing is concentrating on on their own faith, which is atheism, and trying to perpetuate that. They're not curing or helping anything. Do you know that most outreaches for, for the children that hospitals started, that schools started, all uh, charity work, all started from a, a God-based belief system? This country founded on a God-based belief system. So, so really, to put that on you when uh, Christianity is at the forefront of working with children all over the world, that missionaries are going to bring uh, new ideas and understanding and food to different places is preposterous, and it's from the pit of hell. And if that's what's uh, knocking your, your prayer life down, that the moment that creeps in, you bind that in the name of Jesus Christ, and you continue to pray. Okay. Okay, because he, he has helped me so much, I mean, through, through these past few years. And um, I guess now I'm just overwhelmed with everything. And, and I know that, you know, when it all comes down to it, you can pray. And that's what I always did. And it always seemed to get me through. And I just, you're right, I just need to remember that God is helping those people. And uh, one thing somebody said was God's like a flame, and if you put your candle into the flame, it's not going to take away from anybody else. That that flame will still be there for other people. And um, I just, I guess, I just need to remember that. And just, I guess, I'm overwhelmed with everything. Of course um, you are, Layla. Yeah. And there's a there's a lot, lot to be overwhelmed with. But don't let this let them be steps. These things are, that are in front of you that look like hurdles. Let them be steps upward and forward. And not be obstacles that keep you from from what you uh, what you are supposed to experience. Part of your purpose. I'm so sorry to hear about the ugliness that has taken place in your life, but there's more to it than that, and you need to move on and experience those things. That's what I want for you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.